0: And welcome to today's episode of The Enthusiast and Co. I hope you're well. I was about to say, I hope this email finds you well. Then i was about to literally say those words out loud. I hope this podcast episode finds you well. Today's episode is with the wonderful Hadil Hassan. So Hadil is a doctor, a runner, a powerlifter, all-round legend. One of the things I wanted to do with The Enthusiast is just chat to different people. Like the whole thing is chatting to people about what makes them enthusiastic. And this includes people whose enthusiasms are so outside of my own experience or, or pool of enthusiasms because I love knowing why people love what they love and Hadil's journey was so interesting she was so open about it and I loved hearing her talk about why and where her passions came from and kind of what they mean to her day to day I absolutely love to chat into Hadil and I hope you love this episode too well hello Hadil hi I I should say Dr. Hassan, actually, shouldn't I? I'm so, so sorry. I got very over-familiar. I think you're the first doctor I've had. How are you doing? I'm okay, how are you? But please call me Hadil. Okay, I just, I'm (laughs) excited. If I was a doctor, I mean, there's many reasons why I'm not a doctor, which we will not go into. But if I was a doctor, I would force everyone to call me a doctor. I just, the amount of commitment that requires is impressive. And I would just, I think I'd get all my posts
1: delivered to me as a doctor. Like, I think you're being very fake modest here. No, no, but it does actually say Dr. Hadil Hassan. on my bank card, so um, that's probably the only thing. (laughs) Ultimate flex, I think.
0: So thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to chat because the things you're enthusiastic about are marvellous, but they are so outside of my kind of sphere of knowledge that I'm so excited to get to know more. So I just wondered if you could give everyone a brief introduction to who you are and what you do.
1: Okay, so I'm Hadil. I am a children's doctor. So I treat children who are unwell in hospitals. I have done a bit of academic research, so I have also recently completed a PhD, which was basically investigating some how we can manage some of the side effects children can get with when they have cancers from the chemotherapy they receive. That's pretty much my academic life. And um, in my spare time, I like to run and weightlift.
0: Amazing. So let's get started.
1: So the first question is, what are you enthusiastic about in work?
0: And so obviously, I mean, being a doctor is an incredible thing. Why did you choose paediatrics? What was it specifically about helping kids that you gravitated towards?
1: Um, I think um, part of it was lived experience. So Mm. I actually have cerebral palsy. It's, It's not too severe but essentially from the age of one up until the age of 18 I used to see a paediatrician and when I used to go to my appointments I just used to really enjoy it and I looked forward to it so actually it was kind of my interactions with my paediatrician who inspired me to go into medicine in the first place and I just really enjoyed playing and looking after children I find their innocence endearing yeah yeah (laughs) basically when I graduated from medical school the first job that I did after graduating was in paediatrics and I absolutely loved it I had a, a fantastic time and I just decided there and then that I wanted to be a children's doctor
0: Oh I love that Yeah I have done no exercise in my life And therefore never broken any bone in my body Like my partner has broken so many bones He was in and out of the hospital like nobody And he's always like How did you not break a bone or anything Or ever go to the hospital So I only ever went to the hospital when I was younger To like visit other people But my sister was in there when she was much younger And I do remember thinking Like because I'd never been in a hospital before I remember going to it thinking This is going to be awful I'm going to feel so scared Like it's going to be such a horrible place And going into the children's ward Was so bright and colourful and everyone there was so committed to keeping the vibe like chirpy and keeping it making sure that everyone was looked after and stuff so I can really yeah. believe that that was yeah that that's how paediatrics is that that makes it makes a yeah. lot of sense yeah and you've also said learning new things and being happy at work and I guess like being a doctor is just a constant cycle of learning new things and yeah, finding out new information and putting new things into practice and stuff. But you decided to do a PhD as well in probiotics, as you said. Did you do yes. that along
1: the side of active care? I don't know how doctoring works, obviously. Oh, yeah, it's a very interesting question. So the way it works in paediatric training is that after you graduate from medical school, you spend two years getting your foundation Years where you do essentially a bit of everything. So adult medicine, surgery, other specialties. Mm -hmm. And then after that, a lot of people choose to specialize in a certain area. So with pediatrics, if you choose to specialize in that area, it's um, actually eight years in training so you right. do eight years and then you have to do some exams during the eight years but once you've done that and you've jumped through the hoops you can become a consultant which is like essentially the boss <laughs> so I had an interest in in research and I decided quite early on in my career that I had a particular interest in pediatric oncology and hematology And research is really important in in paediatrics. I think there's a lot of uh, concerns, especially from parents about children getting involved in research. But actually, in in the field of cancers, it's the only way that medicine has been able to advance is by doing research. So as part of my career aspirations to become a paediatric oncologist, I decided that I wanted to take part in doing a PhD because I felt it would help me become a better doctor in the long time if I could better understand how research is applied undertaken and being able to understand studies that have been taken was an important thing for me.
0: It's interesting I think this is the having an like enthusiasm is such a broad word and I think being a doctor well it's kind of what we was, what i was saying before about like it might seem odd to have an enthusiasm for something that can be so like you know genuinely life or death but yeah. i think the enthusiasm for yeah advancing things and making it better is such a strong pull i'm just so grateful that people like you dedicate their lives to it cuz i
1: could not do it <laughs> i think it's exactly that i think everybody has um different strengths and weaknesses and i always say that you spend such a big chunk of your life at work doing mm-hmm. things um, and you know you might even spend more time interacting with people that you work than your loved ones at home so I always think it's really important that you do something that you love and yeah. you enjoy and, and that's way more important than anything else really because I think uh, you know I come across people and they just want to you know they go to work to essentially bring in an income and I completely respect that but equally I think I don't think I could do a job which I kind of found boring or not interesting yeah Um, yeah I think passion and enthusiasm really does drive a lot of what I achieve really
0: I love that perfect podcast for you to come on then thank you very much
1: (laughs) imagine if you were like no I hate it I'd be like okay
0: moving on Um, (laughs) yeah and so the next thing I ask all my guests is what are you enthusiastic about in play and for anybody that's not listened before just play is kind of as a caveat is my interpretation of hobbies and extracurricular activities because I have always hated the word hobbies because I never had any so you've said running and weightlifting first of all and you are an A6 front runner aren't you? Yes, yes, yeah. and so you've done many marvelous running challenges that I was reading all about this morning. Can you talk to us a bit about why why
1: you're enthusiastic about running so much? That's a very interesting question. I'm probably going to have to get a little bit deep. That's into that. all right. We're, so, we're
0: yeah. I mean, I was going to say we're friends now, Hadil. I met you 11 minutes ago, but I like you very much. So let's get deep. Let's get in there.
1: Okay. So like yourself, didn't really have any hobbies or anything like that. I actually got married quite young. I was 20 when I got married, actually. And it was very difficult. I went through seven years of a very difficult marriage. it's was abusive. I ended up well leaving leaving the marriage. And as I was coming to terms with leaving the marriage, I just felt like I just wanted to have something for myself mm-hmm. to focus on. And um, that's kind of how I got into running. So yeah, at first it was just doing the odd little you know jog around around the block and then it was okay I'll do some 5k's then it was 10k's then it was a few half marathons and then it was I've done four marathons now actually so I'd say that I kind of fell into it um mm-hmm. but as, as time went on it became such a an important part of my life and I think we spoke about what I loved about work, and I would say, for a long time, I think work was probably the only thing that I had in my life. I yeah. was essentially obsessed with it, and <laughs> I think um, the older I get, the more that I realise actually it's really important to try and have interests and a balance in life. and And I, I think uh, running has really helped that.
0: Yeah, that is fascinating, and mm-hmm. thanks so much for your honesty as well with that, because I think that's really yeah open and and vulnerable thing to share but I don't mean that in a way that it was bad I mean like I'm yeah Yeah. really grateful that you kind of shared that um how did you become an ASICS front runner how does that process work because you're not just a runner you're like the poster girl for running (laughs)
1: um I kind of came across it by chance I was running and um I think because I was going through a difficult time, I was kind of using social media just to talk about uh, my feelings and how, how I like can deal with my feelings in, in running. Mm-hmm. And uh, I literally randomly came across an advertisement for the Asics Runner post. And at the time I thought, oh, there's no way that I'm going to get it because I'm not really like, I enjoy running, but I'm not, you know, I'm not a talented runner. I just do it because I enjoy it. Yeah. But I always think, well, you've got nothing to lose by trying. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially my motto in life. So I just thought I'd give it a go. And then um, the next thing that happened was I got um, a message from the community manager saying she wanted to chat. And at the time, I thought it didn't mean anything because quite a while ago, I applied to be on first dates. Amazing. I I actually ended up having a telephone interview and nothing came out of it. So I just thought the same was going to happen this time (laughs) around. (laughs) But actually, she said that she she loved what I wrote. I had written a blog and she'd read my blog and she just said that she loved what I spoke about. And it had been decided that she wanted to invite me to be part of the team. And that was that. that. I love that I also love that you were like it didn't work for first dates therefore
0: it won't work for Isaac's front running and then it did so a few first dates that's what I say <laughs> yeah. you're the real loser there Each episode this season I'm working with Untitled Project to shine a light onto businesses that we absolutely love and think you would love too and today's is Bryony Cullen Bryony Cullen is a digital marketing consultant specialising in the parts of marketing which help your website get discovered, SEO and PPC. But don't be daunted by the jargon, SEO is simply ensuring that your website gets found via Google and other search engines. SEO tends to be a mid- to long-term strategy, so this can be implemented using PPC, or ads, to drive immediate traffic from Google and social media to your website. Bryony works with businesses ranging from small indie businesses to large hotel groups. She's passionate about demystifying it all for you, so you'll get better results from your website, whether that's an e-commerce business or a service-based business. You can find Bryony on Instagram at Bryony Cullen, that's B-R-I-O-N-Y-C-U-L-L-I-N, or on her website, bryonycullen.com. Or try Googling freelance digital marketing if you're in the UK. You should find Bryony on page one of Google, which is the ultimate flex, I think. And weightlifting as well, did that come kind of after you found running or is it something you've always done or is it kind of for running?
1: It kind of came through running. So um, obviously I I would probably say that I'm a bit of a a geek or or a nerd and and whenever (laughs) I come across something new, I like to read about it and uh-huh. understand it properly yeah. so as i was getting into the longer distances i was reading about how um strength training is actually really important for for running mm-hmm. to prevent injuries and it is something that a lot of runners do neglect they just enjoy the running and they don't really focus on trying to strengthen their muscles and, and ligaments yeah. so because i'd read about that and how the risk of injuries Um, increases as the distance increases I I like made a conscious effort to do weightlifting and the more I did it the more I enjoyed it and I started getting into powerlifting and I would probably say that weightlifting is just as important to me as running so I kind of started doing it because of running Mm -hmm. but it became a separate passion as a consequence.
0: I love that approach to being like, right, if I'm going to like something, I'm going to really like it. And then going in on reading all the research and everything, I'm very much the same. Like, I can't like yeah. things casually. I either commit wholeheartedly, like I'm very much the embodiment of zero to a hundred. I either don't like it yeah. at all or I'm obsessed with it and commit yeah. fully
1: to it. I-, I always call myself an all or nothing
0: type yeah. of a- <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And then, when do you ever get that when your friends just kind of like half do something, which is totally fine? But you're just like, but how do you do that? Like how <laughs> yeah. do you, why, how is your brain and body working like that? Like, why are you not obsessed with this thing immediately? <laughs> yes, I completely get that. It's so, so confusing to me. But that, I mean, that yeah. is the variety of the spice of life. I was reading an interview with you with Women's Running earlier, and that was one of the things that kind of came out to me from that was your commitment to kind of looking after yourself like that was your one of your kind of biggest takeaways was the importance of looking after yourself and that's something you also said in that was you know a lot of people you know when they want to become runners or they are runners they just focus on the running aspect but not necessarily the kind of the rest days and the looking after themselves and that's a really nice thing to read as somebody who would like to get into running more in a way that makes it feel more approachable I think because that makes me like okay there's science behind it and I can do it and I don't just need to suddenly go out there and start running 10k's every day like I'm not a machine I am a human and it's part of a yes. I think it just brings the self-care element of it as in something yeah. that you're doing for you to kind of connect yourself with it that feels yeah. very I mean I'm going to say approachable you've run four marathons so it's not that approachable <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you but no. it makes it feel um yeah much
1: more accessible I think which I love but that's exactly my point um when I started out with running I, I genuinely did not think that I would be running any 10k's or half marathons and marathons and you know I, I ran my first half marathon and I kind of was like well I'd like to do a marathon as a a, a bucket list and mm-hmm. um so you're saying that it doesn't seem attainable but actually you never know once you start something you don't know what's going to happen oh my god if um, I ever yeah. run a marathon deal, it will be entirely down to you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think my attitude is I'm not going to be the fastest runner. I'm not going to be the best weightlifter. But equally, you want to be as healthy as possible for as long as possible. So I very much like the idea of being active when I'm like 70 or 80. Mm -hmm. I don't know how realistic or ambitious that is. I'm quite mindful of not wanting to injure myself actually yeah and um to do that you you have to rest well you have to eat well you know you have to you know listen to your mind because sometimes your mind and your body wants different things And um, it's all about the long term goal. So sometimes I'll tell myself, well, I might not be as quick or as fast as somebody else, but my goal is something different. I just want to be as active as possible for as long as possible. Yeah, that
0: makes complete, complete sense. It's kind of not about the surface level. You know, I mean, it is to a certain extent about the speeds and stuff, but it's more about what it's doing for you and how it feels. That makes complete sense. And the third thing you've put forward, what you're enthusiastic about in play, is travelling, which I think we're all feeling at the moment. Um, Yeah. So what's your relationship with travelling? Where where have you been? Where have you loved?
1: Tell me all. (laughs) Oh, I've not really done, like, very long holidays, but I've travelled to a lot of places. So Mm -hmm. I'd say some of my favourite places that I've visited are actually Thailand. Um, I love Thailand. I, I went there by myself in 2019. And I was a bit apprehensive about going to a a country that speaks a a different language, but Mm -hmm. I literally had the time of my life. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I've been to L.A. I did the L.A. marathon last year. That that was amazing. It was a, a treat to myself after I submitted my Ph.D., Oh my god! Amazing. Uh, I've also been to Lebanon in in the Middle East, and I, I actually spent two months there when in my final year of medical school as part of the medical elective. So, I've been to different continents, and I always feel like you learn more about yourself when you travel, and that's why I love it. And I'm actually quite sad because obviously, because of the coronavirus pandemic, this has been the longest period that I've not travelled. In my adult life, so the last place I went was LA for the marathon in March last year. Oh my god! Just, wow, I'm I'm In March feet. last year
0: as well. You just you you just got in.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally, it was it was the week before, um, they announced the lockdown. And oh my like, god! I'm, I'm getting really itchy feet. Like I'm like desperate to to travel really
0: (laughs) well you are moving to Toronto aren't you this year yes (laughs) so (laughs) there we are itchy feet scratched
1: (laughs) yes and so actually after I finished my uh, PhD I felt quite you know I just felt like I just needed a break I was quite Mm -hmm. exhausted and tired so initially I planned to have like a break from like a pediatric training and I was going to spend the year like doing a gap year essentially because I've never taken time out to do a gap year or anything. So I was really looking forward to like spending a year of traveling, but obviously the pandemic happened (laughs) and um, I never got to do that. So basically I applied for a fellowship in in Toronto, which is a paediatric haematology and oncology fellowship at the uh, Sick Kids Children's Hospital. And I thought, well, because I've not had a chance to go traveling, I'll just apply because it would kind of make up for the fact that I've not been able to travel this year. Yeah. To be honest, I have no idea how I actually got the post, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it has made up for the fact that I've not been able to travel during this year. That is so exciting. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God, how exciting. Yeah. When do you go? So the job starts on the 1st of July mm-hmm. and I've booked my flight for the 8th of June. So I figured, I don't know yet if I'll have to isolate for two weeks. Yeah. Um, so I've just kind of factored in enough time to isolate and, you know, settle into my new place. But equally, I figured that if I don't have to isolate by then, then I'll be able to have uh, three weeks of traveling around Canada, which would be fantastic.
0: Oh my God. So, You've also picked lots of places that have excellent food, like Thai food, exceptional. Lebanese food, <laughs> exceptional. Kushi, <laughs> the National Dish of Canada, <laughs> exceptional stuff. Like, yeah. I can,
1: your priorities here, I think, are excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very much a, a foodie. Yeah And I, I absolutely love Thai food too so. Yeah I was just thinking about how how good it
0: is That you did the your big Thailand trip in 2019 Can you imagine if you booked it for 2020 And then had it cancelled oh, You'd have been yeah. like Yeah no.
1: <laughs> Yeah I just like I kind of like look back at it And I'm just like It just feels like a different life Yeah It's really it's, it's really hard for everyone And I'm just like I'm dying for like You know To get back to some sort of normality I'm, I'm really not enjoying this current lockdown to be honest. Yeah I think that's entirely reasonable actually do I have to say. Um,
0: it's funny my last trip was to San Francisco because my friend ran the San Francisco marathon but obviously I didn't but I got up and cheered along with her so I kind of feel like yeah. I did it but obviously I didn't run the 26 miles.
1: <laughs> Cheering is actually really fun. The year before last I went and cheered at the London marathon and it, it is a, an awesome experience so you know, don't put yourself down It's well, really I didn't, fun I didn't realise this is a thing But my friend in her training
0: She did the Hackney half So we went and cheered on the Hackney half And then after, like, she ran past us I said to her boyfriend I was like, so what do we do now? He was like, well, we cheer on the other people And I was like, oh my God, I love this Like, I love
1: just going out <laughs> for the day Cheering on random strangers Doing excellent things I was like, this is an excellent pastime <laughs> It's really fun, actually Because, like, you know, when you do a race Like, you wear, like, a race bib And it'll have <laughs> your, your name on it so sometimes it'll just have a number, but sometimes you can put, like, your name. So, like, I put, like, my um, Instagram nickname is Hadouli. So, like, when I'm running to the race line, you'll just have, like, random strangers being like, come on, Haduli!" And it's just like it's quite fun actually I genuinely think this is something I'm gonna
0: you know when we all come out of lockdown and we all just do all the things that we've promised that we do and haven't done before yeah. now and now we've reassessed our lives and realized what's actually important I think I'm gonna go out and cheer random races because this it's such a joyful experience yeah I will yeah. I'll be cheering you on and do well before you reach <laughs> fronto.
1: Toronto obviously I'll be cheering you on <laughs> Yay. Um, and it's really nice, you know, like if you're doing a half breath America, people bring out like, you know, random strangers, will give you like oranges, jelly sweets. Yeah. And, you know, like it's really, it's such a nice community
0: atmosphere when I supported my friend in San Francisco she was like the one thing you need to do is get a photo of me running over the Golden Gate Bridge so that was and I was so stressed when she came around the like bend onto the Golden Gate Bridge because like supporters weren't allowed on the actual bridge so I'd already had to like reframe the shot in my mind and I was so stressed that I didn't even clap or cheer her because I was so intent on getting (laughs) the frame right and then afterwards I was like I'm so so sorry like I'm really proud of you and she was like the photo is excellent you did your job and I was like oh (laughs) thank god it was so stressful. So oh, Yeah. And so your final question is what are you enthusiastic about in life? And you are full of wisdom and wise mottos and mantras as you already displayed, but you've given some absolute belters here as well. So one of them is treating others how I would like to be treated, which I guess you kind of foreshadowed at the start with explaining why you got into paediatrics in the first place, trying to live the best life you can. We've already touched on that as well. And you've also asked the question, what do I want to achieve before I die? Which I think is such a great way of just kind of like making decisions. It's just thinking about, you know, the one life we've got and making the most of it. I think a lot of people think that's quite a morbid sentiment, but I actually think it's a very positive, uplifting one.
1: Yeah, I I think it's quite positive. And obviously, like with my job doing paediatric oncology and haematology, I came across lots of kids who sadly, you know, passed away. Mm. And um, a lot of my interactions with them has kind of shaped how I view this life. Yeah. And very much I think so, sometimes people just you can just get stuck with the monotony of day in day out mm-hmm. and it can be quite difficult to break away and do something different but I think it's really important to have an honest conversation with yourself actually about uh, what do you actually want from this life yeah and I always think if you are going to be on your deathbed you know, what things are you going to be happy about and what things are you going to regret? So, for example, I have a messy person and I'm like, I'm, on my deathbed, I'm not going to be like, oh, I wish I spent more time folding my clothes. Oh my God, yes. <laughs>
0: yes, I do. that is what I'm <laughs> going to read with myself. When somebody next text calls me messy, I'm going to be like, well, just
1: think about me on my deathbed. I'm not going to be folding stuff. I'm like, that
0: is so true.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I think it's all about doing things, you know, that that you enjoy. And even if it's a bit scary, you just have to try it so you don't have regrets so that's kind of what I thought with Canada obviously I've never been to Canada before I don't really know anyone in Canada it is going to be a big move because not only am I going there to travel I'm going there to work as well yeah but I figured you have to try things and you only live once and if I didn't take that opportunity I definitely would have always looked back and been like Why didn't I? I think that makes total sense.
0: And the final thing. Um, that you said was being non-judgmental and supportive of those with struggles which again you have foreshadowed so perfectly in what you've said before you you really do embody your life enthusiasms I have to say like <laughs> these have all been stuff you've already touched on which is so full circle and perfect <laughs> but I just wanted to kind of say thank you I think for being so open about kind of what you've gone through you did an Instagram post a couple of weeks ago sorry I know there's nothing more no. like cringe inducing than <laughs> repeating your own words back to you but you mentioned when you were applying for your fellowship you'd been told before that kind of that your journey and and your openness about it might prevent you from some of the kind of opportunities that that you get and you decided that actually you know you are who you are and it's a part of you and you were open and honest and proud of those things and I just think that's such an incredible approach to have because there's no alternative, is there? Like you are who you are. You are brilliant, and if they don't, yeah. they don't like you in that way. Then you don't.
1: They don't deserve you. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's true for everyone, actually. So I think I came to realise that there is still a lot of stigma. I think people still you know, don't feel perhaps comfortable about talking about their struggles. And I just figured that you just, everyone has to find their own tribe. So yeah. I am who I am. I'm not going to pretend to be, you know, some somebody that I'm not. And I just think you just have to keep trying and you will find the right thing for you so um, definitely I think what I came to learn is that actually people just have opinions and, and opinions can be wrong so even <laughs> no matter how much you might look up to them or admire them or um, you know think they are like extremely talented they're human beings at the end of the day and yep. only yourself only you can actually decide what's the right thing and, and good for you yeah it took me 33 years to to realize that <laughs> <so I'm sure. laughs> So, Hadil Hassan,
0: you are a paediatric doctor. You are a runner, a weightlifter, a traveller. I also think you should add philosopher onto that list of things because you are so wise. And I did a literal philosophy degree, so I have the power to authorise you as an official philosopher. I know it's what you've always wanted. I know. Call off Toronto. You've made it. Um, But yeah, just everything everything you say is solid gold, Hadil. Thank you. So, if people want to follow you on your kind of running journey and obviously follow, not follow you to Toronto, that would be slightly creepy. Where can they find out more about you online? Where can they find you?
1: I'm mostly, I talk about most of my things on Instagram. So that's Hadouli XOXO. <laughs> And that's probably the main thing. Like, I do use Twitter and I do have a blog, but I kind of use Twitter a little bit more for work things. So I suppose if you're interested in in medicine, then go ahead. But it's mostly me just retweeting. (laughs)
0: Well, thank you so much, Adil. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And best of luck with Toronto as well. Thank you very much.
1: It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You're a great new friend.
0: Yay! there we have it another episode of the enthusiasm co podcast done and dusted thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed it if you did enjoy the chat and you think that others might do too you might know what i'm about to say if you could spare a minute or two of your time please do head to the apple Podcasts app and leave a rating and a review for the enthusiasm co it means the world because it lets apple know that i'm a podcast worth listening to and it shows me to other people so thank you so much in advance for that i read every single one and also if you would like to follow The Enthusiast and Co. and see more updates, you can head to theenthusiast.co and on Instagram The Enthusiast and Co. to see and hear more. Until next time!